0: I know what it's like to feel lost and confused in building a business. I've been there before and I can help. I'd love to hear from you if you're interested in working with me as your coach. Head on over to privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash coaching to apply. Again, privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash coaching to apply to work with me. And I look forward to hearing from you. All right. Today is part four of our five-part series where I am hashing out five lessons learned in building five businesses. Uh, It's five businesses, five lessons each, actually, for for five businesses. Today, I'm going to be talking about a very little-known business that I worked on and that did not get off the ground, it did not go especially well, um, is a virtual assistant company that I uh, worked on called Therapy Desk. All right, let's dive in. All right. So like I said, a lot of folks um, hadn't even heard of this company. Um, If you did, you might have even tried the product. You might've worked with us. um, And there might've been some good things about the business, but overall I felt like it wasn't going where I wanted it to go. It wasn't um, delivering the high value that I want everything I do to deliver. So um, ended up moving in different directions with this business. But long story short, um, uh, I worked with a business partner, amazing guy, great friend of mine. Um, and, um, yeah, this business didn't get off the ground, but I think it's important to talk about these setbacks or talk about these, um, these flops in business, because this, for me, this is where the deepest learning happens. So I'm going to share with you a few of those lessons, um, uh, today, five lessons learned from building therapy desk. Uh, It was, it's a great name by the way. Um, And and listen, the brand will uh, likely be pivoted into something else before too long. So um, all that work was not for nothing. Um, And you might see therapy desk on the horizon before too long. All right. But in the meantime, five lessons I learned in building that business. Number one, identify your margins and the potential revenue of that, of a business first, right? Um, Tim Ferris, if you don't listen to Tim Ferris, you probably should. Um, he will not engage in a business idea or venture unless he has upwards of, I think seven or eight X. So that means, um, if I, if a product costs me a dollar, then I need to sell it for at least $8, right. Or more pretty big margin. A pretty big margin and uh, a lot bigger than a lot of the margins that uh, we might be looking at in a practice or a group practice, et cetera. Um, and it also depends on kind of how you look at the margin for what we do as therapists and trading time for money. So, um, you know, looking at profit margins is more, you know, more commonly used when we're looking at selling a, a physical product. Right. But um, so in our case, it it is a little bit different. But what I would have wanted to do in this in a service based industry in this kind of business would be to look more into um, the kind of margins and potential revenue I could make from this business first and not after I'd already started. All right. So that's number one look into it first, especially if it's a new, um, you know, a totally new, uh, area for you or a new product or service that you're not sure kind of what it's worth yet or what your margins could be. Do that homework first before you dive into it. Number two, (laughs) only do what you love. Kelly Hignan told me one night when I was pretty stressed about the whole thing. Um, just because you can do it doesn't mean you should. Uh, she sent that to me and then she Instagrammed it herself and was like, look at the business advice I give out. Um, she didn't tag me in it because she didn't want to embarrass me, but I thought it was pretty clever <laughs> and I was glad she used it and I I put it on my Instagram as well. But, you know, I, I, I struggle with that from time to time. You know, I see an opportunity and I might be likely to just go for it. That's what makes me an entrepreneur and that's what also can get me into some situations where I might be, you know, a little over my head right? Or in a situation where, um, a, a business was not exactly working out for me or not going the direction I want it to. If you can hear my precious therapy dog, Lucia barking, then you're welcome. Surprise guest on the show. That's Lucia. She doesn't like being locked in the other room. <laughs> even when I'm recording, she knows I'm recording too. I told her, I sat her down. And I was like, listen, uh, I'm building an empire here. So you need to, you know, you need to respect it. Uh, I'm kidding and I'm incredibly dry. And so some, sometimes that doesn't always translate or people think I'm serious. And that has backfired quite a bit in my life working on it, but also not really. Cause it's just kind of how I am, you know? Yeah. I'm glad we talked. Number three, be flexible and ready to pivot, man. This is a huge one. Um, There's, uh, you know, there's something to be said about throwing money at a bad investment, right? Or um, this happens a lot with people who buy like a fixer upper and then they get in over their head with it and they realize they're going to have to spend a lot more money than they thought. And instead of backing out, they just keep throwing money at it. I'm not saying this is what I did, you know, with Therapy Desk or what we did, because um, it ended up pivoting into its own thing, which is great, and it's still working in its own right. But um, oh, Kelly Higdon just texted me and said, "How are you, Kelly?" I'm great. I'm podcasting though, and I should turn off my iMessage notifications. Um. So yeah, I. But so I'm not saying that that was the case for this business in particular, but I'm saying that that principle definitely applies. There's a certain point where. You know it's harder to turn back than it is to push forward because you really want this thing to work. And, and that was just a hard lesson for me and still is a hard lesson for me. So be flexible, especially when it comes to a new idea or a new kind of business for you. You don't know what you don't know. And there's there's gonna be a lot of unknown in and going into a completely new venture. So just be flexible, um, get help, talk it through with people that you trust. And by all means, be ready to pivot. Um, pivoting is a fun term that I, overheard years ago in San Francisco when some, uh, um, slightly annoying tech startup bros were talking about their, their startup and it really bothered me at the time. And I was like, what the heck does pivot mean? I was like, isn't, I I thought they were talking about dancing or something, to be honest, which is kind of embarrassing now, but they were talking about, you know, when a business takes a turn in, in a slightly different direction, or in this case, a lot of times a product will take a turn as you learn more and as the market changes. Oh man. I'm talking fast. Hopefully I'm not talking too fast for you, but sometimes it helps to just take a breath. So maybe I should do that. (sighs) Number four, be careful when working with a business partner. Um, again, my business partner for this business is fantastic. He's amazing. He does, he knows so much more than I do, but it's just not a small undertaking to work with someone. Um, so I think if you are starting a business with someone, think, Think long and hard about it. I think it is hard to mix friendship with work at some point. I think the two just need to be separate. I think it's better for everyone. So think long and hard about it before you just completely dive into a new venture with a new business partner who is likely a friend. Um, Number five, uh, know when to give up and know when to pivot again, right? So just, just know when enough is enough, right? Know when an idea is not working and be willing to admit it and say it. Uh, So again, yeah, again, this is, this is kind of vulnerable because it's a, um, it's a venture that a lot of people don't know about. Um, And again, it doesn't mean that this company isn't going to come back and do something else. I think it very may, uh, very may well do that soon. I don't know why that phrase tripped me up. Um, You know, that happens every now and then, like you, there's a word or a phrase and you're like, is that right? You're like, is yellow a word? Am I, is Is that even, am I even saving that, saying that right? Saving that right. Am I even saying that right? You just get kind of tripped out and you're like, do I know English? And then you move on with your day and you're like this high achieving professional, you know, this great, this, this smart, wise therapist. Um, I'm not calling myself that. I'm just saying you are a smart, wise therapist and you go back to being like, okay, I'm, I think I'm smart again. Um, but yeah, know when to give up. (laughs) Um, so yeah, a lot of lessons learned in that business in particular. And the fun part is it was totally new. And the hard part was it was totally, totally new. Um, and, uh, there were a lot of lessons to be learned. So, um, but if you have an idea, I would say just test it enough, test it to know enough to know what you're getting into, what your margins look like, um, what kind of value the product really offers and how it's going to be different. Um, and make sure you love it make sure you love it enough. Um, one of my old professors used to say in regards to our dissertation topic, um, it's got to keep you warm at night. And I thought, well, that's ridiculous because no, no, you know, corner of academia is going to keep me warm at night. Um, but he was right. He was right, and I think ultimately it has a lot to do with your work and your passions. Um, w- what kind of work is going to keep you warm at night? If it's therapy, keep doing therapy. If it's entrepreneurial stuff and doing all these ideas and online courses and podcasts, great, then do that. But don't feel obligated. You know, I see a lot of therapists diving into all this stuff, not really knowing why they're doing it. Uh, or not really wanting to do it, but just feeling like, oh, I've got to generate passive income. I see other people doing it. Other people are making $500,000. And I just, I just think it's a bunch of BS, you know. I think um, it's not for everyone. And so in a way I warn against it because I think it's a whole nother world for me, um, becoming an entrepreneur, meaning branching out beyond a therapy practice meant a feeling like going back to school in a way. So it's been a matter of kind of getting schooled by my experiences and my hard lessons, um, over the past few years. Uh, I wouldn't trade it for anything, but also it's not to be taken lightly and it's not for everyone. So it is what it is. Um, if I can help you, if you are, um, Uh, building, scaling, taking your practice that next level or or want to launch a new idea and want the the help with it, then let me know, privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash coaching to apply to work with me. Um, Again, running through those lessons again real quick, identify your margins and the potential revenue, only do what you love, be flexible and ready to pivot, be careful when working with a business partner, and number five, know when to give up. That's it. How hard could it be? Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I'm going to remind you again: um, if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram and submit your questions for the show there at the John Clark. That's Clark with an E. Um, it's at the space John space Clark on Instagram. Um, and do me a favor in return for listening to this very free show: um, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on iTunes. I would appreciate that so so much. All right, tomorrow is Friday and we are talking about five lessons learned in building unconditional media. It's gonna be a good one. Hope you have a great rest of your day and I'll see you tomorrow. Cheers.